Welcome back to the All in a Homeschool Day podcast, where we talk about all things related to homeschooling so that you can homeschool with confidence and joy. And in today's episode, we'll be talking about a topic that can really steal your joy in homeschooling. This is a question I have heard from many parents. How do I get my child to respect me as his teacher? I've heard some parents tell me that they are not homeschooling because they're afraid that this will happen, that their child will not be able to respect them. Some of the comments that I've heard is that you know, I'm frustrated that I can't get my child to take me seriously and to do what I know they need to do. I see them work hard for other people, but they won't do it for me. They won't stay focused. In today's episode, you will learn the four things that you can do to help your child respect you as his teacher. Now, the first thing that you should do is to define your expectations. You can't just expect your child to respect you if you have never given him a reason to respect you, if you've not defined what your role is. And so I think you should take some time to think about what does respect mean to you? What does respect look like? Think about what is your role as the homeschool teacher? And in that role, how do you expect them to treat you? That you probably need to have some conversations with them about this. You should talk about how they respect other people, about uh, how they would respect a teacher or a coach in a, if they came from a school setting or if you your children have been in a church Sunday school setting, uh, if they have been in sports practices or music lessons. How do they treat these other individuals who teach them, who guide and lead them? How do they treat them? And help them to see that you expect the same treatment as they give to these other coaches and teachers. You should also make sure that it's developmentally appropriate. Young children are not going to be able to treat you in the same way that an older child is. So keep your child's age in mind as you think about this. You probably need to train them. Especially if you have younger children, you'll need to help them learn how to treat you and how to respond and what they need to do. So defining your expectations is your first step. Now, I have found that I cannot expect my children to respect me if I don't give them a reason to respect me, if I am not treating them with respect, or if I am not doing what I say I will do as the teacher, then it's hard for them to show me that respect. So the next three things that we will talk about are things that you can do and ways that you can inspire your children to respect you. Now, the first thing is to be attentive. I find this is so hard because there are so many distractions, whether it is notifications on your phone or having your computer nearby or all the stuff that you need to do around the house. There are so many distractions that pulling our attention in various places. If you think about when your child is working with another teacher, let's say in a school setting or a music lesson or maybe a sports practice, those individuals are not 
trying to also manage other things that are going on around them. They are not checking their phone. They are not checking their email or Facebook. They are not trying to prepare lunch, do the laundry, you know, make phone calls to uh, doctor's appointments. They're not trying to do all of these other things. They are focusing their attention on the student or students in front of them. So it helps me to remember that during our school lesson time, I need to be attentive just as I expect my children to be attentive. I've turned off all the notifications on my phone. The only uh, notifications that pop up are from text messages and phone calls. Everything else, I go check when I have set aside the time to do that. I don't have my phone dinging me all the time to let me know that there's something there waiting for me. It'll be there when I can get back to it. I also keep my phone on silent. If you're afraid that you might miss an important call or a text from your spouse, things that I have done, I have a Garmin watch that notifies me when I have a text or a phone call so that I can decide, is this something I need to take care of right now or can this wait? And I try to make as much weight as possible. Uh, The other thing I've done is to have my phone in my back pocket or to leave it on the table next to me, but face down so that I'm not distracted by what's on the screen. So if Uh, we finish a lesson, I can then check it at the end of the lesson and see, do I need to respond to this right now? Most of the time, the answer is no. Our society has come to a place where we expect immediate responses. And the reality is, that's what we had answering machines for. We could let the phone ring and go to the answering machine and deal with it on our own schedule. And so I try to view my cell phone in the same way, that it's there to be used as a tool. It's not there to be my master. And in terms of all the stuff around the house, I try to have routines in place that allow me to manage all of the other responsibilities and duties. So There are times that I will prepare lunch or prepare dinner while my child is narrating to me or needs my attention and help, but it's always at a time when I just need to listen and I'm not trying to actively help them solve a problem. So if they are wanting to narrate, I can do that while I'm chopping up vegetables or while I'm emptying the dishwasher. But if they need my help with math, or if they need me to be looking over their shoulder and help them work through a problem or a situation, I give them my full attention when I'm doing that. I might switch out the laundry in between lessons, but I try to not let my mind be distracted and be thinking about all the other things that I need to do. I know that I have a time and a place set aside to do those things. Now, the second way that you can command respect from your child is to be consistent. If you don't do what you say you will do, your child has no reason to believe that you'll do it and has no reason to respect you. So there are two things that I try to keep in mind with being consistent. And the first is to say it once and follow through. So that means that I have to stop and pause and think about what I'm saying. What do I really want my child to do? And then say it and follow through with it. This can apply to obedience. I want to make sure that I tell my child, this is what you need to do, and then I make sure that they do it. It can apply to school lessons. What do I really want them doing? Make sure that I have told them clearly and 
that it is developmentally appropriate and that they're capable of it or it'll stretch them just a little bit and then follow through and make sure that it gets done. The second part of being consistent is to not confuse your roles. One of the challenges of being a homeschool parent is that we are educating our children in the home and we are also acting as parent and guide and mentor in our home. In a similar way as working from home, our children are not able to go off and put on that different hat. When children walk into a school building, they are able to uh, transition and say, I'm at school now. And when they come home, they can say, I'm at home now. And there are different behaviors expected. There are different roles that we take on when we're in those different spaces. So when I think about being at home, my children need me to guide them in their education. They need me to help them work through academic problems, but they also need me to parent them. I need to help them develop the life skills that they need, the character that I want them to have. They need me there to be a support and to just listen. And so there are some days that my children lash out at me. And my first thought is, whoa, you are not being respectful. We need to get this under control. This is a character issue. And when I I pause and I think about the situation for a minute, I realize, no, wait a minute. They are really struggling with this concept. We've had times when it was a chemistry concept or a math concept or just developing a new skill. For example, when learning to go from oral narration to written narration, there are times when they get frustrated with the assignment that they're working on and that comes out as that frustration and they don't temper it. If they were with another teacher, they probably would temper that frustration some. And you would see it later that night at home when they were trying to work through it or trying to tell you about it. But they may not actually show that frustration to the teacher because of the different settings that they're in. And it's they're confusing the roles. So they're at that time when they get frustrated, they're viewing me as the parent and they're they're not lashing out at me as the teacher or lashing out as the parent, but they're lashing out in frustration. And so it's my responsibility to be calm and consistent and recognize this is not a respect issue. This is a frustration issue. Sometimes we have to step in and remind our children that they would not treat another teacher the way that they're treating us right now. They confuse our role as parent and educator. I do still talk to them at those times and say, is this how you would treat? And I would list off some other teacher I knew that they interacted with. And they would say, no, it's not. And I would remind them, you cannot treat me that way either. And then recognize the struggle. I see that you're frustrated. Let's work through this together. So be that helping hand, but be consistent in holding up the expectations you have for your child's behavior, but do it in a way that's understanding and recognizing the challenges that they're going through. 
Sometimes my husband recognizes this and sees that my children are not respecting me and that I'm effectively letting them control the situation. And I think that happens because I get tired and it's just hard to be on all the time. When you're educating at home, your children are with you almost all the time. And so there are days that I'm just done. And so I let things slip. And so it's hard to be consistent when you're tired and you're, you feel like you're in a constant battle. So you may need someone to help with that. You may need your spouse or a friend or a grandparent to reinforce the expectations that you have to uh, point out when things are not going the way that you want them to be going and that you need that consistency. The third thing that I try to do in helping my child respect me is to be understanding. As we just talked about, there are times when they get frustrated and they're trying to figure out how to behave and how to express that frustration and they don't do it in a, an appropriate and respectful manner. It's in those times, I need to be reassuring, be firm and consistent, but be understanding. I'll give them a hug. I'll try to speak in their love language. One of my daughter's her primary love language is physical touch. And so I will give her that hug and let her know it's okay. This is not appropriate behavior, but it is okay. And I still love you. My other daughter really needs that quality time and words of assurance or words of affirmation. And so I will say, I know that you're working hard and this is a challenge for you, but I know that you can do it. How about we sit down together and I will sit beside you while you work through this. I find ways to reassure them while acknowledging the challenge and encouraging them to continue to work through it. So there's really not a surefire way to get your child to respect you as his teacher. But there are some things you can do to help your child have respect for you and teach him how to show that respect. So let me recap those four things. First, you need to define your expectations. What does respect mean to you? What do you expect your child to do or to say? What, do, what does respect in your homeschool look like? And then to command respect, you need to be attentive Reduce those distractions and give your child the attention that he needs during school time. And be consistent. Say it once and follow through with what you need your child to do. Fourth, be understanding. Recognize that your child will have times that he gets frustrated, that he is overwhelmed. Be understanding, be loving, and help them work through it. I hope that these four things will help you to view respect and maybe a little bit different light so that you can create an atmosphere in your home where your child wants to respect you, wants to learn that you can all work together as a team and that you can homeschool with confidence and joy. Until next time, I hope you have a triumphant day. <music>